All right, good morning, everybody. We are live on YouTube and hopefully live on Zoom. Are we live on Zoom? Okay. If yes, it will be the first time that we are live on Zoom. What is Zoom, people are asking, even in this room? The older guys from the other generation. Not that I knew what it was until a couple of hours ago. Zoom is a teleconferencing medium. It's basically everybody who has a video, they can take a video. What? YouTube sound is on. Are we delayed on the sound? Okay, we're fine. So basically, if you have a camera at home, and I have a camera, so we can both see each other. Now, if there's a hundred people that have cameras, so they could all, you see everybody on the screen, little teeny screens of all the people participating, they could actually ask questions in, and that would be a little crazy, so we're going to mute them off for now. Maybe occasionally during this year we'll turn it back on, but you feel there's a sense of now there are actual real people that are, that are watching, and you see it's not just a number on YouTube, 1,000 views. Now there's actually, what? Yeah, Alevai. So we, we, got the, we have up to 500 people. We're allowed to go up to 500. Halavai, we should uh, get 100. And maybe Adarab, and maybe uh, this, this, this thing we're going through, this crazy corona, Adarab, it should bring, we know that everything's for the best. So maybe this will, will bring, a, will bring a, a greater Harbatsas Torah. There'll be more people learning Torah through Zoom. Who knows? Because uh, I think it's a, it's a better medium than YouTube. When people could see each other, it's all of a sudden it becomes, it becomes more lively, it becomes as if you're there. Yeah. It's not streaming, it's not just one person talking to everybody, everybody's part of it. Real quickly with the emails. This one is from Menachem Braun. Does anybody here know a guy by the, by the name of Menachem Braun? Yeshikoyach, nobody's raising their hand. Okay, Yeshikoyach. I live in Baltimore. That's my cousin, my first cousin. Really? And the larger shuls closed up today. Your shir was just what I needed. Amendi Oyerbach's first cousin, regards. <laughs> oh, really? Amendi, yeah. Mendi Menachem. Dear Rebelli, I, I got a crazy amount of emails. I can't go through all of them. Uh, I got one this morning that was very touching, but I, I'll just go in order, I guess. Dear Rebelli, I'm a student of yours, listening and learning from you since you started Brachas Daf Beis. I admire your diverse accomplishments. Many cite in the recent Mishpachim magazine article, such as building prime from ground up, holding an open lion's mouth, jumping out of planes, and of course your worldwide Daf Yom Yishir and 8-minute review. But after watching Yishir yesterday in Shabbos Daf Tess, I have to add another praise to you. You adhere to the directives of the Health Administration to only have 10 people at a gathering. See, different people see different ways. That means that your in-house Daf Yomi club has been currently reduced to a minion. As a result, there's less interaction and Hamish Brotherhood atmosphere. Still, you gave the shir with the special humor and chain as if the room were full. The leadership you have demonstrated by following essential life-saving directives in the is a shir in and of itself. Everyone can read the Voss's Nice News site about Dr. Gary Slutkin, a world expert in epidemic control who writes that social gatherings need to be suspended. Call Kabot to your honor in this live and being the man of the hour, may Hashem watch over all of us, and may your only infection be, from a great fan of yours. I'm not going to go, this is a very long one. And then here's this one. Yesterday I brought uh, this Chashva guy's email. He 
gave me Musr on that we had more than 10 people. Good morning, Rabbi Stefanski. Thank you for taking me seriously. I do want to apologize. First, I did not think, no, that the cameraman was in a, in a gallery upstairs. And that is a different room. So it doesn't count towards 10. Second, I did not realize that people have forced their way in. Thank you for pointing out to me. Okay, the door is locked today. And Mamela, two, four, six, eight, ten. Here. This is the, the whole shear. And here's the gallery up there. <laughs> this is the YouTube. Okay, fine. Today's shear is being sponsored. Lezeicher Nishmas, Dvoira Bas Leib. Today we have a new, a new feature. Since we have our new $2,000 camera, we could actually superimpose the name on the camera and you're going to see it on the screen so no longer do we have to post it behind me over there. It's going to be a little bit more annoying. Right on your screen on the bottom the entire time. It's there. It's on the screen already. Wow. One final note. I'm not sure how he threatened you. If anything, switching to lesser share is a threat to me, not you. It's not true. Every single person that I have a schus in their learning, it's a schus for me. Why would I want to lose one person? Not true. It's Torah currency. Not true. So I'm chulking you on three things, Rebavi. All right, I'm happy to keep learning along with you and hope that together we can weather the storm and get through it together with Torah we learn. Thank you again. All right, let's jump into the sugya. All these, wow, this beautiful amounts. We're going to have to leave it for tomorrow. A nice amount. A lot of people have a lot of time on their hands sending in emails. Send me some pictures. I want to see what it looks like learning all cooped up at home. We're holding on daf yud alef amid alef. Yesterday we had four rava bar Today we're going to have another five. We're, we're on a roll. We mentioned his name. Now, I, I think I mentioned this, I was once very bored and I went through the entire Shas, I have to find it, I think there are 42 Rava, Ravas. Now there's one Rava, Rav and Abaya, and then it seems like people named their kids after and then we had Gdailim, 42 Ravas that are mentioned in Shas. One of them is Rava Bar Mechasia, different than the Rava, because yesterday we had Rava and Rava Bar Mechasia. I made a list, I don't remember, I have the list, I just saw it of, uh, like a few weeks ago, I think it was 42, maybe 52. When the buildings in the city are taller than those of the shul, at the end the city will be destroyed. Mendi just told me, and I heard this from him yesterday actually also. He was in Ukraine. And over there, the, the Marsha's shul, someone who lived 450 years ago, the Heligir Marsha, who wrote the Marsha, his shul is still there. And it's the tallest building in the entire Ukraine, they say, or? In the entire city. In the entire city. But he's makbid on all the halachas of a shul. He didn't make kiddushim in there. And they probably didn't speak in there. Who knows? Zogdi Gimara. Where do you see this? Because it says, and Rashi says, it goes by the end of the Pasuk. Wow, 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 wow. This is something to see. Let me, let me show this even on Zoom. The, there are two people, it's not working. So there are two people outside. They are outside sitting. It's beautiful. We, it, Zoom is not working. Okay. 
Bezer Hashem will get it up and running. Vahanamili, that's the that's the problem with that Khoshva camera over there. We can't turn around to the to the to the crowd. But we have these cameras that should be able to see them. So Rashi says, if you do everything right, you'll have a gudder, you'll have that protection. If you don't do it, that's what the Ran says, if you don't do what you need to do, then it'll be a churban rahman al-Islam. That's if you have houses that are tall If it's the forts and the towers that don't serve as a place to live, the roofs don't serve, or they themselves, they're for beauty, whatever the reason is, less lumba. <clears throat> the Miri points out that if you build a building to live in, it's not to be better than the shul. That's also not a problem. He's not brought down la'alacha. Omar Avashi. I'm the Rosh Hashiva here in Moshe Mechasio, and I made sure that the shul wasn't destroyed. What are you talking about? It was destroyed. I made sure that the shul wouldn't be destroyed because of this Avera of building higher buildings than the actual shul. You see, Lahavdal, uh, I don't want to mention, but there's a certain religion that no matter where they are, their, their, their thing is always the tallest. So again, we're going with another, another, um, another Rav Bar Mechasio. The what? Tachas Yishmol Veloi Tachas Nochri. You'd rather be a servant to Yishmoeli than a Nochri, to an Edoin. Then that does mean those days at least. In other words, somebody from Edoin. Tachas nochri veloy tachas chabar. It's better to, to serve a nochri than a person from chabar. Rashi says it's from Paras, Iranian. Tachas chabar veloy tachas tamad chacham. You hear this? It's very dangerous to serve a tamad chacham because he's the. <laughs> he's laughing. He said, Yeshua, pay attention. The guys outside are laughing. <laughs> yeah, the mom's like Hillel Zokin. Hillel! That's Hillel outside. He's by the door. Gary, we need a picture. I'm not joking. Come over here, take a picture. What? Yeah. It's not a joke. One day we're going to look back at these pictures. But we didn't even take a picture of the Oilam, of a, of a seven person shear yesterday. It's more dangerous to serve at Amad Chacham. I just remembered a guy, I read a beautiful thing about Rabbi Yashiv. To me it was beautiful, to a lot of people it would be hard to understand. He said he served Rabbi Yashiv for two years. He was a hoizbacher in Rabbi Yashiv's house. Two years! Rabbi Yashiv never asked him what his name was. Never what his name or what yeshiva he goes to. Because he's so into his learning, he's like, thank you. He thanked him, never spoke to him about anything. Crazy. But anyways, it's dangerous to be and, and by the way, that bachar wasn't insulted. He loved him. He, he was saying it as a shvach, not as, a, not as an insult, but other people might take it the wrong way. The worst person, 
it's a mitzvah to deal with the Yosef Amana, but the Gemara's point is you have to be very careful because if they cry, you cause them to cry, then their cry, their tears are close to Hashem, and as the Pasuk says, HaKadosh Baruch will take care of the, the Yosef Amana, so you have to be careful. Another saying from Rav the worst disease a person can have, a long disease, is the disease of the intestines. I don't want to talk about it again, but today, like uh, pancreatic cancer, we can understand what that means. It's a terrible, a terrible disease. I don't have a SIM card in here, but okay. In there, in, in that phone, in the, in the Zoom phone. Because his, his SIM card didn't come out. You, we weren't able to extract it. A prolonged pain, says Rashi, like a toothache, which is pretty painful, but the worst is the heartache. I won't call it an ache because that's the next one. The pain of the heart. The ache, if you have a quick kind of pain, the worst one is a headache. This does not apply to in our generation. What's bad? Baruch Hashem, we don't have that. It's not an issue to have. There's no bad woman in our generation. But in the time of the Gemara, the worst thing a person could go through, bad, is a bad wife. We have, we have. I'm just kidding. Because I don't want to hear those emails from women. Say, what are you talking about? No, there's such a thing. But the point is, a, a, a bad woman could, could make a man go crazy. Bad midos? Yeah, what does bad mean? Uh, obviously, that's what we... Yeah. It's like that story, this, uh, this guy, the famous mice, the guy, the guy said, the guy, the guy went to the rabbi, he said, I need, a, I need a, to do tshuva, I did a tremendous avera. So the, the rabbi said, the, the rabbi said, you have to marry the worst woman in town, the biggest raw, the, this woman. So he went around and he looked everywhere and they all said, Sprinzel, she's the worst. So he got married, everything was great, and she was, she's an unbelievable wife. So after a, after a few weeks, he goes over and says, listen, I have a problem. I mean, I married you because I thought that, you know, but you're so nice, what's going on? <laughs> she said, what are you, crazy? You think that because of me, you're going to have a kapara? I'll never let that happen. <laughs> now that's, that's good midos. That's a woman raw. Vamar <laughs> <laughs> they just got the joke outside. Listen to this. I don't understand it 100%. If all the oceans were ink, and all the reeds in the world were pens, and the, the, the sky would be the parchment, and all the people will be soifrim. A king has so much on his mind, he's taking care of so many things and all the taxes and all the... You can't imagine what he has going on and you won't be able to write it all down. And where do we see it in the Pasuk? Micro, the, the heaven is all the way up and the, the, the land goes all the way down. But the heart of the king, you can never investigate it. What do we learn from this? Different Rishonim say different things. One says... You should always daven for the government that should do well because it's a difficult job. Don't try to criticize them. They have different things going, going on. Excuse me. Or the pshat is, 
you shouldn't deal with them, don't do any, any parnas with them, they're dangerous. Different pshat. Another person has a very bad dream and he wants to make a fast. He fasts. The fast is beautiful. It'll destroy the bad dream like fire destroys linen. Says Rav Chizda, you should do the fast immediately. That day. Even though it's also to fast on Shabbos, for this, it's a sakana. It's a, it's a, it's a he had a very bad dream. You have to look in Allah, what kind of dreams you're talking about. But bad dreams, you fast even on Shabbos. So what do you do if you fast on Shabbos? Like we learned in Brachas. Then you have to fast again. You have to fast for the fast. The fact that you fast on Shabbos, that itself requires a fast. story. went to Ravashi's house. The Gemara constantly uses this language to, as, as the best kind of meat. The third, the third calf, the third veal. Either means it's a third of its life, a third, or the third one, the first two that the, the cow gives birth to are not that strong. Oh, so we have Avi Kamiansky. The Zoom is up for at least our star guest, Avi Kamiansky. So they said, listen, you got to eat something. We need other people on Zoom. <coughs> All right. So he says, I can't eat anything. Could you hear me, Avi, on Zoom? Oh, he just went off. Yes, he could hear us. So Zoom is working for one person. It starts off slow. Bezer Hashem, you'll see. We'll have over 100 people. Ah, hello, Kamiansky's on. Shalom Aleichem. Okay, great. But you've got to get your head out of the YouTube camera. Thanks for that one person that stepped out so we could have 10 people in the room. Yishkoyach. Okay, so I can't eat this, this veal because I'm in a tainus. I could borrow a tinus. If I have to do a tinus today, everybody discusses what kind of tinus, a big right here. Is it a tinus that I swore I'm going to fast today? Or maybe it's a lesser tinus. I have to eat, I have to fast a day. And the day came, a day, I said, maybe it's about to start. I said, no, you know what, let me push it off tomorrow. I could, I could be mashling my tinus. This is different. This is a tainus for a dream, and you don't push it off. It's not good to push it off, because if I fast, I'll destroy it like fire destroys a piece of paper, a piece of linen. It will be immediate. But Rav Chizda says on that, don't push it off, it has to be that day. Now, on Shabbos itself, by the way, once we're mentioning Shabbos, you should just know, I don't know what happened over here. There's some white thing going on here. We'll get it straight. On Shabbos itself, one is not allowed to fast past the sixth hour of Shabbos, past Chatzos. So we need to be careful. Some people are so careful that in middle shul, they go out and they make a Kiddush club, all the mitzvah, of course. But that's the, uh, that's the halacha. But then over there, because we're in the middle of davening, so you eat mamish, like I think it is, Less than a kezayis, right? What do we eat? We eat very little, just to break the fast. But Now, for this, Rabbi said we should really go back to the Mishnah, because it's a little difficult, not difficult, but 
it's better to understand if we go to the mission of Testament base. Over there, the mission describes a person shouldn't sit in front of a, a barber or eat, and then it says, If you start the, 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 the haircut, you shouldn't stop. In other words, you shouldn't start mincha. Now, then the Mishnah says, Mafsikin Likris Krishma, you do stop for Krishma, which is Doiraisa. And then what does it say? We need to understand. You don't stop for Tfilo. But we just said it a second ago. It says, if they started, you don't stop. For what don't you stop? You don't stop for Tfilo, for Shmon Esrei, for Mincha. So then why does the Mishnah need to repeat itself and say, you need to stop for Krishna, you don't stop for Shmon Esrei, which we just said twice. In other words, that was the second time. Three people is better than all, four people. Rabbi Yeshua, just to mind. It's not. It's not a. It's not a Corona cough. This is. <coughs> oh, da Daniel. Oh, who's that tzaddik up there in the right corner? Yeah, who's that? Shalom Aleichem. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I see that you're saying something. I can't hear you, but it's beautiful. Wow, it's a it's a younger man. It's a it's a gishmaki guy with a white beard. Oh, I've never. I don't think I've ever met him. Yeah, the, you could write maybe. What it is? What it is? Fine. Oh, look who's here. Seltzer's online. I like that guy in the right corner. I like him. We need a much bigger screen. People were yelling at me yesterday in the emails. They were saying, why are you so depressed? So, so what if you're sitting in front of nine people, but you, at the end of the day, you're sitting in front of a thousand people. We had a thousand views in the last few shiurim. We had a, the shir with Avi Kamiansky and Noam that he's bald, two and a half thousand views. Obviously, they're not looking for me. <laughs> they, they saw the nice, they saw Noam, the bald Noam. They said, we got to see what's going on here. So... Anyway, where are we holding? I don't know. Oh, I'm Afsikin. You're not allowed to make a Hefsik. What's going on? We already said it once before. Says the Gemara, an amazing thing. If you're learning Torah, you don't stop. So you're going to ask, so why do I stop in the middle? Sometimes you have to say, and then we go weiter. If you're learning Torah, the Chaverim would learn Torah. Don't take this as a heter, not to have a in the middle of learning. This is Rabshim Bayechai, who is Torosan Um Nasan. They never stop for a second. Now, you would think that it means people that don't have jobs, they learn, they don't have to stop. It means people that don't, are not Mivatal at all. If you have five minutes a day that you're not learning, you're on YouTube, whatever you're doing, use those five minutes for tefillah. You have no right to say, but Rav Shimon obviously, he wasn't in Vatal a second of his life, didn't work, so he doesn't, he's not mafsik for tefillah, but he is mafsik, Rabbi say, for Kriyashma. Us. <laughs> if Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Kim Anu, 
So there's nobody in our generation like that. He was mafsik for tefillah and Krishna. So wait a minute. It says that just like you're not mafsik for Shmona Esrei, you're not mafsik for Kriyishma. We just read that even Tairasa Yumnasoi, even Rib Shimba Yechai, stopped for Kriyishma. And then the Bryce over here says, you don't stop for Kriyishma. Which one is it? We need to get a screen immediately. We'll hook it up right over there. And we'll be able to see, we'll be able to see. There's all sorts of characters now on Zoom, so it's, it's interesting. Fine. We'll be able to see. Um, no, could, people could pick their nose. They can make funny faces. You, I mean, you could, you could cancel them, I guess. I don't know. But if we'll be up there, so we'll be a sheer of 85 people in here, plus 500 people, Bezer Hashem, on Zoom. It'll be unbelievable. Says the Gemara like this: When don't I stop for Kriyishma? Kitani ahi biiburshana. When Chachamim get together and try to decide, are we going to add another month of the year? That you don't stop for. That's very important. That's for Yontif. Some want to say that it's that it's the concept of Oisig b'mitzvah poter mina mitzvah. Some want to say that it's important. Check out if this is not in the way. I have a feeling this is in the way of YouTube. So let's move it over slightly. Fine. I see Bibi. I see Hillel with Bibi. I'm not sure why. That's his background. But I like Seltzer. Seltzer is much better. Seltzer has the, 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 the MD, the, 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 what is it called? What do we call there? The Dafyami. America's Dafyami. Right. MDY. Fine. So, so why is Torah not a Isaac ben Mitzvah, Patim ben Mitzvah? The Rishonim discuss it. The Rishonim say, Torah, of course, is the greatest mitzvah. There's no greater mitzvah than learning Torah. But Torah, you learn it to learn how to do mitzvahs. So occasionally you have to, you have to, uh, you have to break Torah to do a mitzvah. Zog Gemara. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to learn a whole Masechtas Brachas about Kriyashma, and then you're not even going to do Kriyashma. Zog Gemara. When we were doing Ibrashana, adding another month, the certain times, Hillel, you gotta behave. You're distracting me. No, I, I like it a lot. The Zoom is amazing. I'm not gonna look at the screen, but Hillel is acting like a, shtickle, like, a, like a kid that was holed up in a, in a house for two days. Says the, says the Mishnah, The guy that does our videos, Ruven Chait, this is how he spells his name. Ches, Yud, Yud, Tes. I don't know why, it should be Tzadik, but that's how he spells it. Uh, Taylor should not take his needle, put it inside over here, right over here, and go out on Shabbos. Before Shabbos, a half hour before Shabbos. Shema, this is a it's a safeguard. Perhaps he'll forget it in his, in his clothing and he'll walk out from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. Or he'll walk four hours in Rosh Hashanah. And not a writer with his pen. And a person should not, in those days, unfortunately, it was a thing. You had to get rid of your lice. We, I just read somebody was saying about in the, we just had it. In the war, people had lice. They had, that's what they spent their time, taking out lice. So we'll see the Gemara whether this is connected. When you read 
to the light of the candle. You have a wick, and you have oil on the bottom of the candle. So when it gets to the bottom, all of a sudden, you don't have oil next to the wick. So you have to tilt your vessel, tilt the oil to the corner so that the wick grabs some of the oil. That's usr. But you might forget, because you're so used to doing it during the weekday, that if you're so close to the candle, you might do it. Be'emes Amru, and they said in truth, Hachazon, the Bakaira. A Bakaira, a schlepper, he doesn't know what, what week is it. No sound on YouTube, Gary. Something happened to the screen here. I don't know what. Okay. We have to go back to the phone for YouTube. What? And pay people are going to say. Maybe. What's this phone doing? Showing your screen. Okay, you hear me? Okay, he's saying that he hears. He's saying he's he, he hears on YouTube. Fine, let's go weiter. A person should not. Do we have sound on YouTube? Okay, great. A person should not stand in one rishos, lean over with a clean, with a cup, and drink in another rishos. Why? Because he might bring the cup into the rishos he's standing in. He can't do the reverse. He can't stand in rishos and drink in rishos We're talking about a cup. Because he might transfer from one domain to the other. But if he puts his, most of his body into the other Rishos, Mutter. Then it's okay. Listen to this. We turn the page and it says two funny words. V'chein begas. 
The same halacha applies to a wine press. What is going on? We need to understand Levi outside over there. Iboilu, Carmelis. Nobody took a picture, so I have to take a picture. I'm sorry, I have to stop for a second. This is for tire purposes. Hold on. Oh, 10 minutes for that base is more than enough. Let me go over here. Oh, hey, it went on the Eight Sahara. Okay. Fine. Shkoyach. We'll post it later. It's a Kiddush Hashem. Ibailu. So, Gemara is going to explain what this wine press has to do with anything. Ibailu. Caramelis, my, we discussed the domain called Caramelis. Caramelis is Midrabbanon. Anything that's not a Rishusarabim, a smaller street, or like the, the Bryce describes, it's a sea, it's a valley, it's a street that's not 16 Amas. It's Midrabbanon, Yinalibim Tatl. What's the Allah? Could I stand in a Caramelis and lean over to Rishusarabim and drink my drink? Omar Abayihi, what's the difference? I might come to, to bring my drink, my cup, back into the Rosh Hashayachet. Rava Omar, he gufa gzera. We're talking about one gzera, that he might come to bring the cup in. And a Carmelis is a gzera. A Carmelis is midrabanan. So it's one safeguard to another safeguard. In order that there should be a safeguard to a safeguard, we don't say, v'nanekom, v'nigzer, gzera, gzera. I don't do that. Now what does Abayah hold? So Toysus talks about Abayah. Abayah also holds the concept of we don't do exerit to exerit. There's no reason to make a safeguard to a safeguard. It says Toysus that Hitzah is different. Carrying, transferring domain to domain, people do it all the time. It's something that's very shchiach, and therefore there is exerit exerit in that one case. Omar Abayah, Mino Amin Allah, and I'll prove it to you, Diktani V'chein Begas. The first words on today's Amad, on Yudal HaFam Beis. V'chein Begas. What is a gas? My gas. If a wine press is considered a private domain, tanino, it says mufurish. You can't drink in a Rosh while you're standing in Rosh Hashayachim. If you consider Rosh Hashayachim, tanino, I'll have caramelis. I must say it's talking about a caramelis. Rav Omar, no. V'chein begas le'inyan meiser. Somebody sent this to me yesterday. I have a lot of akar satoiv. We're getting permission. But meanwhile, this is from Pirush Chai. Nice little um, sketches. Here's a guy leaning over from the Rishus Rabbim into his gas. A gas is a wine press. This is where you press the wine. It goes like this. As long as the wine is in here, so I didn't finish making my wine. It's still in the press. It's no Gemar Melacha. No Gemar Melacha. I don't have to give Meiser from it. Now once I remove it from here, I bottle it, I take it out, now I'm starting to make a Gemar Melacha. Now depending on what I do. Says Rava, V'chein L'gas means, I'm talking about a wine press, B'negeya Hilchois Meiser. I have to take Meiser from my wine, like any fruit, like any food, I have to take Meiser. I don't have to take Meiser when I'm drinking like this individual who's leaning over. We were discussing a person leaning over from Yachan on Shabbos. This cup is the issue. He might remove the cup and bring it back from Yachan to Rabbim. No. Bechem Begas, a different halacha. Talking in the weekday. If I lean over from Rabbim to Yachan and I drink, what kind of drinking am I performing here? A Arai drink. It's not a real drink. It's not like I sat down with a cup of wine. I'm doing, uh, how do you say Arai in English? <coughs> 
Temporary drink. Not, not, it's not such, that's not, what? I don't like that word. Stay outside over there. <laughs> but kids are an all right drink. Casual. Okay, casual. Good. That, that's a good word. I like that. Let's see it inside. It says in the Mishnah, I could drink wine from the wine press. As we know, in those days, they would dilute the wine with water. You couldn't drink it. It was too strong without it. So, Remeir holds that once I remove the wine, if I take wine out of my press, I'm not pouring it back into the press. So what did I just do? I finished it. It's finished. So Mamela. What? <clears throat> no. There is water here. I added hot water. I added cold water. I'm potter. It's still, sorry, according to the mayor, I'm potter from Meiser because it's still Arai. Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Tzadik Mikhaev, once I pour water into it, once I, it doesn't matter if it's hot or cold, I finished off my wine. Once I finish off the wine, Shmuel, what's that lacha? I have to make Amchaev and Maiser. It's finished. It's a finished product. Chacham say, wait a minute, there's a difference between hot and cold. Why? Because hot water, once I pour it in, I can't put, put the rest of the wine back into my press. It'll ruin everything else. It spoils. It's going gonna, it's gonna to ferment. It's going to become uh, vinegar. But cold, I didn't finish it off yet. I could still pour it back in. Therefore, it's still a casual drinking. And on cold wine, cold meziga, cold dilution, is putter from meiser, mebneishu machzer samoiser, he returns whatever's left over. Now the Gemara asks a question from our Mishnah. It says in our Mishnah that a tailor cannot go out with a pin, with a needle stuck in his clothing before Shabbos. Why? Now, putting a pin into the clothing like this is only Isr de Rabbanon to walk out with it because it's not a normal thing for people to walk with a pin in their clothing. How do people walk with a pin? In their hand. Says the Gemara, this happens to be a gzeril What's the gzeril You might forget, so don't put, it in your, don't put it in your clothing. And if you forget, what are you going to do? You're going to walk out. And if you walk out, what happens? You're going to only be over the Rabbanon, because it's in my clothing. That's called a gzeril One forgetting to the walking of a Rabbanon. Says the Gemara, my love, aren't we talking about a dirabanan halacha because it's in his clothing? The Gemara does this a lot. Don't force me into a corner here because I could get out of it and I'll tell you, no, it's not talking about that he put the pin in his clothing. Maybe he's holding it in his hand and that's a dirabanan. So therefore, there's only one gzera. Don't hold it in your hand before Shabbos because you might forget. Toshma, let's see another angle. Over here it says specifically that it's the Rabbanon because it's stuck in his clothing. My love, Erev Shabbos. Aren't we talking about a case of Erev Shabbos? And therefore there's another Gzeira, don't do so before Shabbos. Loy. Don't pin me to the wall. No pun intended. Don't try to corner me. I can get out of it. Kitanya Shabbos. 
No, it's referring to on Shabbos, don't do it the Rabbanon, don't put it in your clothing because you might walk out with it, that's one zero. <clears throat> but now from this you can't get out of. But Tanya says in the Bright a tailor should not go out with a pin. Number one, it's the Rabbanon because it's in his clothing. Be'erev Shabbos. Number two, it's before Shabbos. It's Xer, Xer, Im Says the Gemara, Mani Rabbi Yehudi, Domar, Uman, Derechum, Nasi, Chayav. Says the Gemara, it goes according to Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that if that's your trade, that's your profession, then for you it's Aser. Rabbi Yehuda only. Only Rabbi Yehuda holds that a tailor would not allow to be able to go out with a needle stuck in his clothing. For him, it's Issa Der Reis. Nothing changed since those, since those days. Today also, you see the carpenters with their pencil in their ear. In those days, they also had like a piece of wood stuck in their ear, easy to get to. They could measure, they could do stuff with it. All these professions that are making clothing, they, did different, they put different things in their ears in different places. A painter, who put like, his samples of paint colors right here. And a money changer would have a, one coin in his ear. A magic trick. Advertising. Hey, I'm a, he was walking the street. How did people know he's a money changer? He had a, he had a coin in his ear. And if he went out with it, Potter he's not, it's a Durabanan. In other words, all these things are Durabanan. That's not the, that's not the derech to go out. The mayor. Rabbi Huda Oimer, Uman, Derchum Nasi Chayov, Ushar Kaladam Potter. Now, so this is Rabbi Huda who says that everybody else is Potter besides the person with that trait. So now the Gemara asks a question, a contradiction from two brises. We still have a couple of minutes because we started a couple of minutes late. Tani Chada. And because of Corona, we have different halachas and different gdarim, not so many people coming to Davin. Tani Chada. So we discussed a Zav that has a seminal, not a seminal emission. It's, it's similar, but it's different. He's sick, and he has an emission. Now, in order for him to see whether he's a major Zav, not a major Zav, two Re'iyos, three Re'iyos, three sightings, he has to walk around with a pouch. Let's call it a diaper. A non-absorbent diaper to catch it, to see, because it's, it's, it's like white. It's, you, have to, you have to be able to see it. I have to know, is this guy a major zav or not? V'miyotza potur avalos is on Shabbos. He should not walk out with his diaper. And if he does, it's usher, but he doesn't get, he doesn't have to bring a, a chatos, it's only with the rabbanon. V'tanya idoch, of course it's not a beggar. We'll see in a second why. V'tanya idoch, but there's another brayze that says, lo chayv chatos. We have a contradiction. Either it's chayv chatos or it's only with the rabbanon. Which one is it? Since this is not the way that other people walk out with it, so Rameir says he's potter completely. Rabbi Yudha says he's chayov. Now, Rameir learned Rameir differently. Abaya learned Rameir, wait a minute. This, this tailor never puts a needle in his clothing. That's not how he does it. He's weird when he puts his, his thing in his clothing. So, but all Zavim, they wear this diaper. They have to wear the diaper. 
So for him it's normal, it's normal for a person, any person in the world to wear this pouch, this kiss. And I'll prove it to you, says Abayo, if you have a layman that doesn't know how to be a carpenter, and he starts drilling out a piece of wood, where a professional usually drills out a size that's three kav, and he only did one. In all other melachas, forget about it, saw. In all, <clears throat> you have to turn on the video, are you saying on that side, turn on video or something? In all other melachas, he should be chayav because just because a professional does it one way and does it more and he's better at it doesn't mean that you're allowed to do it in a, in a lesser way, that you're allowed to drill out a hole on Shabbos. Once he has three sightings, so what's the point of him having a pouch? It doesn't help him anymore. He already has three. So therefore, there's no, it's not, it's not, it's, he doesn't need it anymore, so he's potter. But if you need it, you need it to see what it is, then you're chayav. You need it for, to see whether you had two reyes or three reyes, if you're a major zav or not a major zav. Because if you break, I need to see. A regular zav that has three reyes and he's a major zav, he has to wait seven clean days. So on day number three, let's say, if he has another sighting, he has to restart everything. So I, he does need it. On Shabbos, he needs to see, is he having another sighting? Says the Gemara, he, his, the third sighting was that day itself. Therefore, that day itself, you're on, you're on YouTube. That day itself, he has no need for it. Because even if he sees a fourth Riyah, he's still on his, uh, on his third Riyah day. It's not going to work, not going to make it worse. Wait a minute. But he wants to keep his clothes clean. He's using it as a diaper also. Says the Gemara, We'll finish right over here. For cleaning purposes, to keep your clothes clean is not considered a tzorech, and therefore, if I wear it, I am chayav achatos. Have a wonderful day. Hopefully tomorrow we'll be up and running better with the Zoom. Yeah, we'll see.